This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, we talk about preserving memories, or for Teresa, forgetting them. You give us the genius idea of drive through groceries. Biz tries to explain the Afghan war to a five-year-old. And we talk with Mary Kobinger about parenting when your partner's career involves putting his life at risk. Does sound exciting. <laughs> da, 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 intrigue. Da, da, intrigue. Mystery. Fear. Fear. Loathing. Probably. <laughs> resentment. Bitterness. <laughs> anxiety. Depression. Why? Depression. Wine. Sleep. Sleep. Shopping. <laughs> um, whatever. Amazon Prime. Whatever makes you feel better when you're stressed out. Uh, <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. How are you? I'm okay. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I just, uh, Jesse's mom was in town for the weekend. And you know that thing where your kids go completely bonkers because a grandparent is in town? Yeah. So just that. So it's just that kind of intensity. Yeah. Everybody's just like, man. Ah, there are no things, rules. Things aren't normal. <laughs> Why do not normal things have to keep happening? I know. Why can't things just stay the same all the time? I need control all All the time. All the time, yeah. God, children have really screwed up any sense of control. But I'm working on letting it go. Uh, How are you? I'm all right. I mean, like, I still, my sleep's still all screwed up. I was just still like, Hey, this is great. It's going to wake up all the time because you're mm-hmm. going to come in. So, mm. uh, so we're doing yeah, – because we had had him trained and then eh, everything got messed up for whatever reason. And now we got to kind of do it all over again. It's not the, the – mm. he goes to sleep on his own. It's the I want up. to keep waking up every yeah. hour to two hours and, and, and say hi. Mm. So last night I like, you know, uh, in the middle range of wake-ups, I just didn't go. Yeah. And he, of course, he goes back to sleep. Yeah. This really rarely has anything to do with my kid. Right. As much as it does me and, like, not either being on autopilot and just zombie walking zombie in. Walking you know, in. we're yeah. like, hey, how Make do I get in here? Make the stop. Yeah, yeah, it really, it really yeah. is. Make it stop. Yeah, there's crying somewhere. I must go to it and quiet it. I need to quiet it somehow. Yeah. That's right. And then, uh, so it's really, it's me. It's it's me. Okay. Uh, great. We've acknowledged that. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, well, that's good, though. It sounds like you're, I mean, obviously it's not good, but, like, the fact that you're kind of, like, you, you've you you've made it past the point of, like, okay, I'm going to do something do about it. this. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on this. I bet, like, by the time you come in next week, it'll already be better. <laughs> but by the time he's getting married, he'll <laughs> sleep through the night, and I'll stop putting my boob in his mouth. Uh, so, Hopefully. what... A- <laughs> Some lucky lady out there is going to really get a deal. Uh, let's see, Katie Bell. I know. Katie Bell. <laughs> there, uh, hopefully there will be another similar style show mm-hmm. in the future that I guess people will watch uh-huh. on their watches or embedded in their eyeballs mm-hmm. or in their ears. And somebody will call in and be like, my mother-in-law yeah. still tries to shove her bosom in my husband's mouth. That <laughs> is just a new level of horror. 
What else? Katie Bell's great. We walked into school today, and like a bunch of kids were like, Katie Bell! So she's fine. So she's fine. That's really cute. I had nothing else. It rained. And, okay, so two amazing things. Two amazing things happened. One, it's water is falling from the like sky. Like a lot of it. Like yeah. kind of a lot. Well, it, it's it's kind of like seems like it's almost done now, but it yeah. was like it was like for 30 minutes for a second. Yeah. The whole was town good. was in pandemonium. It was good. All right, and the other thing even more amazing than that? Hmm. Teresa and I get out of our cars mm-hmm. and we're across a big intersection from each other mm-hmm. and we look across and guess what guys we're both wearing our one bad mother t-shirts. <laughs> it's so cool. It's really thrilling. We're and really we got cool. we we were both like exactly like 26 minutes yeah. late to yeah. get here and yeah. we just happened to like park across Wilshire and and I like looked across the street and I saw this lovely woman in a cool t-shirt wearing a really cool t-shirt yeah. and I said I think I know her and I think I recognize that t-shirt hey i'm wearing, I'm wearing that, t-shirt. that t-shirt yeah yeah so anyway so we're really cool so just so you guys know yeah, as you're listening us. to the show yeah we are still cool so cool uh speaking of cool mm-hmm. and uh wanting to capture such amazing memories as guys who showed up to work in the same shirt that represents work sort of memories mm-hmm. uh let's talk about today uh, memories. How do you? How do? What do you do in terms of saving the memories of life with your family and children? Please take a moment to remember: if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yeah. Making memories. Yes. You got to work on those every day. (laughs) You're out here to make memories and have fun. So it's supposed to be fun. Uh, still, one of my favorite lines from hearing families on vacations at like Disneyland is hearing mm-hmm. like people turn to their kids and be this like, "This is supposed, supposed to be, to be fun." <laughs> uh, so funny. It's the best. Uh, so, in your house, not in uh-huh. your house where you live now, but the house that you grew up in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which which one? We uh, lived just, in like ten different okay, houses. Okay, you're I was you're up. like the. Wherever your head heart okay, is, yeah, your home with my parents, with your parents, that one they were not your crazy string of twenty something bounce it. Oh, that was me. Uh, so, how did your parents say? If you go home and you mm-hmm. wanted to see things from your childhood, mm-hmm. do they have like a photo album? Do they sit through they slideshows? Yeah, no, we don't have slide. We don't Are you have happy about that. Yeah, no, it's cool. I love it. I love okay. photo albums. My, my mom has photo albums, and their house burnt down at one point. Whoa! And she saved the fucking photo yeah. albums. They and it was so genius. She had them. It was so weird. She had them in like the downstairs bathroom cabinet, like right under the sink. But it's like the little weird half bath that's right by the front door that right. like, nobody ever uses or people don't use as much. And it was like, why are these here? Why are these here? And she would always be like, well, in case of an emergency, I can just grab them on the way wow. out the door. Literally, that is what she did. And the house fucking burnt down. I wow. mean, it didn't burn all the way to the ground, but everything was ruined. Everything was destroyed. They had to get all new yeah, stuff. Yeah, just water. But yeah. they still have the photo albums. Wow. 
Yeah, and they're awesome. I love them. I love looking at photo albums, especially now that I have kids, because I love to like go back and yeah. see myself and my siblings when we were babies and little children, and see like who kind of looks like who at yeah. what stage, and all that. So, do you have a photo album? Are you making a photo album for now? Yeah, um, for your kids, what so I can experience that well, joy and what love. I'm, hmm, no. <laughs> Nothing for them. Nothing for them. Actually, I'm doing I'm doing something a little different. I'm um I'm making a book for mm. each year. Okay. For each of the kids. So like like for Simon, he just turned three. I made a book of photos from his second birthday to his third birthday. Oh cool. And it includes like everything like, you know, cool stuff that we did this year and important people in our lives this past year and kind of like tells a little story as you go through. That's nice. Um, And it's really fun because he's he gets really into it that way too. Yeah. Um, And it's sort of it's for him. You know what I mean? But it's for us. It's for all of us. too. Right. So and then that gets saved digitally as well so that like if something ever happened to the actual book, I could still like order a new one if I needed to. You know, that's nice. We do. I am a, we had the photo albums. Well, mm-hmm. actually, my sister, there are a ton of photo albums of my sister as a baby. Okay. <laughs> and, then I, and then I have like one, uh-huh. and then there's a box full of photos <laughs> of me. Uh, that never that got, never put, into got put into an album. Second That's child. Funny. That's really uh, funny. And uh, but it, but I'm with you. So we used to go back and look at photos of my mother mm-hmm. and like her mother, and then my sister. Oh and yeah. me. I, you're right. There's something really great about going back and looking. And I think I've mentioned on the show before. It's important to write down who's who mm-hmm. on the back, so you can be like, I don't know who the hell that is, mm-hmm. or I do in fact know who that is. Uh, did you do? And that's but so I'm printing. I am loading them digitally online, Mm -hmm. and then I send those to people if they want to print, relatives Mm -hmm. or whatever. They get the – that's how the world works now. Photos Mm -hmm. get sent around. And then I print every couple of months. I go and I print out a ton, Mm -hmm. and I just sort and edit once Mm -hmm. they come out, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I put them into the photo albums. I like that. I mean, like, I would like to do – you know, I would like to do that. It's just I haven't really. Yeah. No, no, I yeah, no. I mean, just saying, like, so we do. I did the. No, I th- I'm just saying. I know you're not saying like you should. Everybody should be doing this. Do I'm just telling bad? you. Like, <laughs> I I think that sound. I think it sounds really awesome. I'm in this place with my photos where everything is like a mess. I know they're on different computers yep. and different phones and different backup storage places. Right, and like it's on my always list to like get that shit organized. Yeah, and like it totally just never happens. So maybe someday that will happen. Well, I will say, but that brings up a good point. I I think that like modern times of being able to take pictures. Uh, not only on digital cameras, but on your phone, mm-hmm. uh, it does cause them to be sort of everywhere. And yeah. I've really, and whenever I like, do a dump onto Shutterfly or whatever, yeah. pictures, Stefan will say, don't delete them off the camera because uh-huh. it always gives you that option. Yeah. Or don't delete them off, you know, your phone. Don't, don't delete them off your, like, he really loves everything filed safe digitally, uh-huh. but I don't care. Like, I really, I, I really had to get, I've gotten myself into this mindset. Huh. Okay. And that is, they are pictures, right? Mm-hmm. If and you're my, there's living a, in the past, there's Go a on. better chance of my computer uh-huh. totally being erased and shutting down and breaking and losing those pictures on my computer uh-huh. than there is of my printouts. Uh-huh. Pictures, my photo albums getting hurt, right? But you're still saving them like to the cloud or nope. like to Google or I something. I am not. Because they're. 
So you're not backing them up at all? I've got them on Shutterfly. I have them on my computer. So you, if by that, your argument, yeah. don't you think there's a better chance of something happening to the photo album than like your pictures getting erased from the cloud? I guess my thing is, is that, well, I, I don't do much with the cloud. Okay. Uh, to, but like even Google, like you can nah, like, no? No. Okay. No. Well, because well, I, I feel weird about just putting my stuff out into space. Okay. Right. Like that, that is weird to me. Two, I genuinely just feel like I we've got them in a couple of places, uh-huh. right? But if something happens to them, am like I really going to— life? Yeah, that's life. Uh-huh. Like, I need to live in a that's life kind of mode, uh-huh. given—I know that there's, like, a million ways to protect us from that's life. Yeah. But I just am like, no, that's life. Because it stresses okay. me out to be like, no, that is, oh, I, I've got to do all these things. No, stressful. I've got the yeah. 20 photos that I really love of my kids yeah. in this book. You yeah. know? And the idea of going back through the 200 photos just to find those 20 that are really good yeah. would make me bananas. Uh-huh. Uh, but photos aside, uh-huh. do you do anything else? We do a video. Yeah, we you guys do, do We video. do a year-end video, sort of like your book, except... We take videos of the kids, and mm-hmm. then at their birthday, Stefan puts together like a music video montage of their year. And that's been cool, too, because you can actually see, like, it's been great with Ellis to go back and see Katie Bell at, like, one. Yeah. And be like, oh, they're walking. Yeah. Oh, that's when she was going crazy. Yeah. Oh, this was the year she only wore a diaper and nothing else. Yeah. We got that to look forward to. Like, you can kind of, like, compare, like, oh, this is what happens next. Yeah. Which is Cute. nice. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, we, those videos are really cool. So we do they're the, very special. They're fun. They're really great. Uh, it might be weird once they get a little older. Like, I love I loved the idea of a video of, like, Katie Bell and her sullen teen years. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, her being, like, Fuck you! Giving us the finger in every video, which would be great. Uh, do you do other memory forms of other forms? Jesse of likes to take a little video here and there. Yeah, um, I sometimes take a video, but I'm more into the photos. Jesse will take a little video. Um, I was thinking about the other, like other memories, because uh, I mentioned my mother-in-law was visiting over the weekend, and yeah. I was giving Simon a haircut. And she was like, oh, my gosh, we have to, like, save the hair. And, like, she wanted oh, to, like, yeah. save his hair. And it's not, like, the first haircut or something. It's just, like, a haircut. And she's right. like, we'll save it. It's it's Simon when he was three or something. And I was just, like, fi- I mean, I was completely yeah. fine with it. But That's I was just like, wow, I really don't care about saving my kid's hair. Like, well, see, now that's I just, a good And point. so it was interesting to think about, like, some people care about yeah. those kinds of Things. And, like, I know my mom has, like, a lock of my hair, baby yeah. hair somewhere. And, like, I'm I'm cool with that, too. But, like, I don't know. For some reason, it's not – it doesn't, like – doesn't now, do it for me. This it is just good. feels like stuff that I'm saving that – you know what I mean? Hoarding. Baby, baby memory hoarding. It's not even – yeah. It's yeah. Like, I just I, – I don't know. When in doubt, I'd rather not have it – like, <laughs> when you in know doubt, what I mean? don't cut it. I mean, like, she has, like, Jesse's baby teeth and stuff. Ah! Yeah. No, but she has locks of hair. I mean, I know same, that came out sounding like, judgy, but I will say, and people, not judgy, people but people keep that teeth? stuff. Yes. What do you do with the teeth? I don't fucking Somebody know. Somebody tell us what you do with the teeth. People save teeth, though. That's totally a thing. And like, oh my god, I didn't know that. So okay, this is great. It's the tooth fairy, and then you take yeah, but it. Then I, like, I don't. Oh. I guess I just never wondered what people did with the teeth once the tooth fairy came. <laughs> I don't know. Made a lamp. 
Yeah. Or something like, yeah. here's the baby tooth and hair yeah. lamp. But there's the- all the, not even just like stuff from, the, from their bodies, but like I have the bracelets from the hospital. All right, wait, wait, reason. slow down. This okay. is good. This is good. Okay. Uh, first, I want to go back to body parts. Okay, Because that's parts. good because I totally forgot people do save stuff. Yeah. I do, in fact, have a lock of Katie Bell's hair. Okay. She did not get her first haircut until she was three. Oh, right. So when yeah. we went in and chopped that, you know... <laughs> Barely that was momentous. Hair. Yeah. That was momentous. I did, in fact, save it. And the it was a kid's hair place. So they actually had like a little oh, yeah, like envelope a and a little certificate. And, yeah. and all that. I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Uh-huh. So and my mother had the hair. My mother had a lock of all of our hair that she kept in a locket. Mm-hmm. Uh, teeth. I never thought about the teeth. Yeah, I don't know if my parents have our teeth. teeth. I'm guessing they don't, but I I don't know. Maybe I they think have my mother might, might have had one tooth floating they around. Might. Yeah. In retrospect, I think there might have been a little envelope somewhere yeah. that had like one tooth. I know. Isn't that weird? Yes. Well, now I think I'm going to have to save teeth. Because <laughs> your mom did it? Just because. Just because. When Jesse's mom did it, way. you judged. I but did. now that your mom probably nah, did it, you now know, you're going to do it too. I just think of somebody with like a jar of teeth. Yeah. It's but like Stefan will want the teeth. Stefan will, Stefan will for sure. Because it's weird enough that it's he'll love that. Just weird enough that he'll totally want <laughs> the teeth. Every single tooth. Is there? Think? Yeah, he'll probably make a necklace or something. Is there any? All right. Is there anything physical about your child that you would want to like? I mean, like, like hand a jar prints, of pee. Like a jar of pee. <laughs> some poop. Handprints. I have the handprints in the baby. I have baby that handprints and baby nice footprints. One. That's a We haven't done that. I just we need to, to do that. That's pretty. Cute. Well, I guess just feet. I think we just have feet because no one wants a little baby. Their, right, because their hands. But they both got. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. The baby, but we have baby footprints apparently. Uh-huh. Well, don't you have? Don't they, they the put hospital. that on? The, yeah, they do. Yeah, it the so we have them. Okay, so we yeah. must have. I that. didn't go out and make like a clay mold or anything because I could never get my kids. You know, people always give you like, yeah. here's your chance to like. Oh yeah, and they do like a bronze shoe. Do you remember the Steph bronze shoe? Stefan's got the shoe. He yeah. wants to bronze Katie okay. Bell's first shoes. Uh-huh. And then the other day, I were cleaning <laughs> again. I have a new rule at the house, which is 10 things have to go every month. Mm-hmm. Just 10 things. I don't care what they are, but 10 things out of this house. Anyway, so we're cleaning up something, and I come upon these baby shoes, and I'm like, all right, here are Katie Bell's shoes. Are, what are you doing with the shoes? Yeah. Are you bronzing these shoes? Yeah. And he's like, so I think we had a pair of bronze baby shoes in our house growing up. Yeah. But I don't think they belong to any of us. I was like, That's Who's funny. Bronze shoes are these. Yeah. But um, he was like, finally, he said for years, he's been like, yes, yes, yeah. like, I'm doing that. And then this time yeah. he's like, no, but I think they're cute shoes, and I'm just going to keep these shoes. And they just kind of sit. Oh, that's cute. And you guys are all like, that's cute. I'm like, baby hoarding. No, I'm just kidding. It is cute. And they that's sit. cute. They sit. Uh, I like how it also lets him off the hook of having ever to say having that he's going to, but maybe he will do it, but he just doesn't want to have you asking him about yeah, it. Yeah, oh, he's so tired of the nag, nag, nag about baby shoes. Yep. <laughs> All right, so baby shoes. Now, there's really good That's track here. Funny. So you, I've got the bracelets, too, like you said. Yeah, I have the, the hospital, hospital bracelet. bracelet. Well, because I thought of that. As soon as I said, like, I just don't want extra crap around, but I, for some reason, the hospital bracelets <laughs> melt my heart every time I even, like, <laughs> see it, catch a glimpse of them, like, on, in my dresser. So I love those. Do you have them all in one place, or is your stuff kind of scattered throughout the the house somewhere in between yeah. those two I mean we moved so yeah. things are still not really quite you know like yeah, exactly right where be. but like for some reason with a couple of those kind of things I don't mind yeah. that they're kind of out a little bit because like I enjoy seeing them Whereas, about, like, if I found, like, a designated place for them, yeah. I'd probably just never look at them. What about baby toys? Anything from Simon that's, like, off-limits for Oscar, but that's very much, like, a special thing? No. Just, I actually, I have, I have two, 
little wooden toys okay. uh, for Katie Bell. We have all the sleepy blankets for generations. I got my sleepy blanket is still around. Stefan still Was it has like a lovey? Was it like, it's like your, a blanket? Like, your... it's like ours were all sleepy blankets. So, but yes, was they it were... like your security yes. blanket? Yes. It wasn't like just like a blanket. It was like your love well, Our word thing. is sleepy, a.k.a. Oh. lovey blanket because oh, okay. they, they were always sleepy blankets. Oh, okay. Um... Some people get it together enough to make, like, scrapbooks mm, and yes. actually do, like, a thing yeah. where all the memories, like the bracelets and mm-hmm. the footprints and pictures and the tooth, like, all that stuff is all mm-hmm. in one place. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about I've doing that? never ever thought about doing that. <laughs> no, I'm just being honest. Yeah. I mean it in a totally non-judgmental way, but this moment right now yeah. is the first time in my life where I'm actually going like could I do that? Do you Would have a baby book? That? Did you do baby books for the no. kids? No baby books. Really? Yeah. I don't I don't I don't ask me why I'm like really because that's such a such a weird way to say it. I my mo- again my mom had baby books for mm-hmm. both of us. Uh, mine again like barely filled out second child. Yeah. It's like you ate chicken. That's how I know yeah. I ate chicken at two right. months. Yeah. Uh, and I have baby books for both kids, but both are like weird, like sp- sporadically filled out. Like, yeah. like I'm trying to get the big things down, but like, mm-hmm. it could, because it would be nice to know when they walked for the first time, because we both ask our parents, mm-hmm. when were we walking? When were we talking? When were we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, eating solid foods? That kind of thing. When did I first have chicken? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so I did them. Uh, but I put a lot of pressure on myself to fill them out and mm-hmm. to find, like, the perfect book mm-hmm. that I think represents my dynamic with my child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of pressure wow. just for it to sit next to my bed and never get filled out. <laughs> Memories. Yeah, I think with Simon, like, when he was, like, six or seven months old, I stumbled upon a, an empty baby book that somebody had given us for the ah. shower, which I didn't realize I had. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I'll go back and, like, fill this out. I filled out, like, the first couple lines, and then I didn't know any of the other yeah. stuff. And I was like, okay, never mind. Yeah. We're going to do this. But, this <laughs> impor- like, the important stuff, yeah. I remembered. Like, I remembered that he walked at 11 months. Right. Like, I remember what his first word was and around when it happened. Yeah. And, like, and then, like, the other stuff, like, I feel like, I don't know, there is something about documenting your memories that changes your memory. Hmm. And I, like, I, I feel okay about the stuff that I don't document. Yeah. Because I feel like it, in a weird way, it, like, preserves the memory, like, a little bit more purely just in me. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Like, I, it's kind of how I feel about the pictures where I'm like, eh. Uh-huh. If I lose the pictures, I lose yeah. the pictures. Yeah, like, the I'm pictures not going to, like, pressure yeah. the, put the pressure on myself for remembering the pictures or, yeah. or being able to go to these pictures whenever. Yeah. Like, you were still there. I'm still there. Yeah. And I still have the memory of yeah. that. But can I say something yes. that this is making me think about? Like, yes. So, this is, like, kind of fucked up. But Do tell. <laughs> Let me take a picture of it. <laughs> It's okay. I feel like I, since having Oscar, have forgotten some things about Simon being a newborn. It's really it's fucked up. It's really hard. I think to that's even why... admit that because I don't want it to be true. But it's, and it's not that. Um, yeah, it's like 
I don't know. It's that it's that thing where like you know when your mom would say like one of you did blah blah blah, and I you're know. like, how can you not know which one of us that was? And now I'm like, oh, I completely understand how she doesn't know which one right. that was. Like even though they're so different and the experiences have been different, it's like it's hard to remember it's that really stuff. hard. And it's and it's weird because like the first year of Simon's life. Like, the way I would describe it is, like, the most momentous year of my entire life. Yeah. And, like, the most precious right. time of my life. And now I'm, like, I'm not really sure how it felt or what happened or, you know what I mean? Because now it's, like, not that, like, it's been erased by Oscar, but, like, Oscar has, like, painted and, like, come into the picture and, yeah. like, kind of helped repaint the picture in a weird way. Well, I wonder—now, here's a new thing, and people never talk about this with— memories and scrapbooking. I mean, when you think about making memories for your kid, like, say, preserving memories Mm -hmm. of your children's childhood, Mm -hmm. it is very much about the kids. Mm -hmm. And perhaps it should be more about us. Mm. Perhaps there should be, like, a we should keep a journal. Mm, You know, more of, like, it's the end of the day and there's no pressure to be, like, and it it includes the good, the bad, the ugly, the whatever, but it's a chance to be, like, I felt this way. I yeah. because you know, because I, I, I feel a little bit the same way. I have a hard time remembering how I felt during that time. Mm-hmm. Or I, I go back and I watch those videos that Stefan made, and thank God he made them. But I'm just like, I what? Yeah, that's what one is. Yeah, that's what two is. Because yeah. I feel like you've been five forever. Yeah, now, you yeah. know, and like I feel like Ellis. Ellis is going to go from nine months to five immediately. Like, it's very hard for those moments to be crystallized. Yeah. And so I wonder if maybe the challenge is more about preserving something for us, Mm -hmm. about us. Yeah, maybe. And less about them. Yeah, and I also, that, that, yeah, that might be it. And also, I, I'm i still, like, I'm conflicted about it because I also, I don't know if this is weird, but I have this feeling like I also, like, I wouldn't want to go back and read a journal from that huh. year. Like, okay. I, because again, like, I just have this, like, I don't want to, like, I, I just want it preserved the way it's preserved. Like, I kind of want my memory to just happen the way it happens right you know what i'm saying and like there's something there's something about like just letting it do what it's gonna do that like feels right even though there's something a little bit sad about it like i don't want i don't want to like go back and does that mean anything no it does i know it does i I, it does it's i think i'm just stuck with i i don't know you don't know why no, no. I like. I. I. I think in my nature, it's. I want to be like, oh, that's cool. Let me help your memory do that. Like, I want to help your memory yeah. do it, and I can't. There's nothing yeah. to help, yeah. and there's very much something about like. I. Th- I think it. It is a reality that everybody experiences. That reality of I can't remember. Yeah, and it sucks, and I have vague notions or ideas of the experience. Yeah. You know, like flashbacks. But I also kind of feel like I will remember what I need to remember. Right. You know, like, and and I think that's really true. Like, I remember, like, being completely in love with Simon. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I remember, you know, like, I, I think 
you know, our relationship is what it is now because of all of that stuff. It's like right. a culmination of all that stuff. And it's like constantly a culmination of yeah. everything that's come before. Yeah. So I feel like that's okay. It is okay. It, it Does it make you sad as well or make no, you it's just, wistful? Um, or? No, it's just I think I'm just surprised. Yeah. Like I think I'm surprised that like the experience with Oscar like that I'm not able to like conjure up like oh well this is exactly how right. it was with Simon like and maybe that's okay because maybe it's not necessarily the best thing for me to like compare them <laughs> sure, all the yeah. way along that's a good thought you know um and but I think I'm just surprised that like how you know just being in the moment with Oscar right now has changed the way well, I remember. Well, let's remember that this is pretty much how it's been for generations right. and generations of yeah. moms. We just in the last like 30 years have become completely yeah. consumed with ways to photograph, record, and totally. memorize and, 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 and contain all these moments to the point where we risk living in the moment a little right. bit and we yeah. risk experiencing our children and the life that we're having with them yeah. uh, because we're too busy taking pictures or, like, videoing. or I mean, like, I think I'm not saying feel yeah. bad about taking pictures or videoing. No. Uh, but I'm trying to work on myself feeling like – because it's very easy to get sucked up into that yeah. with or without kids. You know, like, hey, I'm tweeting. We're at dinner together. You know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. Like, it's yeah, exactly. Uh, it's very easy to get swept up in that. Yeah. And – I know personally I recently have been really trying to work on, I don't have to pull this out. Yeah. I don't want, for me, Ellis is seeing that phone a ton. So much. I know. I, so much. More than Katie Bell ever did because yeah. it just wasn't around. Yeah. I didn't use it. Yeah. Um, and, and, and not being mad that I missed it. Yeah. You know, like just totally. forgiving myself for missing it yeah. and allowing myself to remember that, again, no one had this much opportunity yeah. to capture things and we all survived yeah and it was fun it's really and it okay. made us yeah talk and totally. remember and use our brains yeah totally. it's all good yeah it's all good no i was thinking about like how um how i like wish that my dad's mom was still alive so that i could like ask her what my dad was like as a baby because i'm really curious but then i was like yeah, but she might not like remember. And then I was thinking because like my my um, my mom's mom is still alive, um, but you know her memory isn't really there mm-hmm. at this point. Um, but even like ten years ago, when like her you know her memory was a little more healthy, like she had seven kids. I yeah. really kind of doubt that she probably. Rem- I mean, there's probably things about my mom as right. a baby that she remembers. <laughs> Right, but... You know, I know my mom was loved as a baby, but, like, I don't think that she's going to necessarily remember, like, her temperament, uh, maybe? Right, right. Well, no, but I don't know. Yeah, Steph and I have been talking a lot recently about, like, getting Katie Bell to come up with, like, a list of questions to ask her grandparents. You know, like, a couple of questions that we then can record so that we have that information, you know, because, uh, because... People don't sit around and tell stories anymore as uh-huh. part of the family experience as much as they did before all the stuff mm-hmm. that's amusing and entertaining. Um, we're losing the family stories. We're mm-hmm. losing all that stuff. And while none of them all in my family grown to be way bigger and way more elaborate than the actual stories That's part of what were, makes them great. Right. Yeah. It'd be, I'd hate to lose them on yeah. some level. Yeah. I'd hate to lose those more, almost more than the pictures, you know? Yeah, so, like, totally. I think that's another project that we're going to try and work on before, you know, it's the classic before it's too late kind of thing, before yeah. memories start to be lost and those yeah. sorts of things of just 
what do I want to know? Yeah. What do I want my kids that's to be able to know? That's such a good idea know? to do so that's that. An easy, and that's an easy one. That's yeah. one that technology totally helps you with. Yeah. Put your phone down. Ask a question. Yeah. Done. <laughs> I think thinking about it right now, I think what I like about the pictures and making the photo books and like documenting whatever the whatever amount I do document yeah. right now. What I like about that is that I think that when my kids get a bit older, it will be fun to go back with them and show them things about when they were little. When right. They can't things that they can't remember or that like looking at a picture kind of jogs their memory and then they do yeah. remember. Cause I know that as a kid, I really liked that. I thought it was really fun to, like, see pictures of myself as a baby and right. hear about things that happened when I was little. And, like, I think when it comes down to it, that's what I'm actually doing this stuff for right now. That's brilliant. I think I'm doing it solely to embarrass them when they bring their dates home. Hi, my name's Dave. And my name's Graham. Now, what do we have to do to put you in a brand new podcast today? Yeah, what, do you want me to drink bleach? I'll do it. Yeah, Dave will drink bleach. If that's what it takes to get you to listen to Stop Podcasting Yourself on MaximumFun.org. Don't make Dave drink bleach. Just listen to the show. <sighs> he will, but don't make him. Stop podcasting yourself. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Okay. Let's do it. Genius me up. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you Oh my god, I'm paying attention. Wow. You, mom, are a genius. Oh my god, that's fucking genius. Um, yeah, I used to be like really into just getting rid of everything like that I could get rid of. <laughs> yeah. But what I've decided to do <laughs> Memories. is Yeah, I know. <laughs> what I've decided to do recently or what I've noticed is working really well, um, is just like putting stuff in the garage like periodically. <laughs> And then, like, I can yeah. bring it back out yeah. at different times, and it's surprising and new. Toys? And Are we talking toys or things toys, for Toys, books. Um, we'll have, like, party favors that yeah. I'm like, I, you know what? They're not using these, like, stashes of bubbles and yeah. things, and I'll just, like, put them aside. And then I'll pull them out, and at key moments... And, yeah. oh, my God, it's a brand new book. But the funny thing is that Simon now thinks that, like, the garage is, like, a toy store. So mm. he'll be like, let's go out to the garage. What's in the garage? <laughs> but, no, it works really well That's because great. it's kind of like it's like getting something. It's like getting something new because he doesn't remember it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good. Thanks. Uh, mine's kind of like that. Uh-huh. Except I'm not saving it. Uh-huh. So I, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I've, just, I've implemented the new 10 things gone at the beginning of every month. I don't care if it is just crappy paper. I don't care if it is her, quote, unquote, homework that she's got mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Same goes for Stefan and I. Everybody at the first of the month has to go and find 10 things that are going to leave the house. Wow. So starting that off, and hopefully it will just become a, a natural habit. That's great. Yep. So that's what we're doing. That does not mean I don't have a huge stash of party favors (laughs) and variety of things like that in my garage. I do. I do.
I am a mother to a six and a half and a three and a half year old, and I have a new full time job after two years of not working. And my husband has been traveling on business a lot. And this week has been a particularly rough week for him to be traveling. Uh, camp started for my son. My daughter switched classrooms. So our routines have been all screwed up. And it's been a rough couple of days with just mom trying to deal with all these schedules and my job. And on top of all of this, I had the genius moment of having groceries delivered to save myself some hassle, but somehow forgot to order milk and then forgot to pick up milk on my way to pick them up from school and forgot to pick up milk again. And today, to make up for the fact that we had a completely horrible morning that involved my three-and-a-half-year-old writhing on the floor like Madonna in the Like a Virgin video, but completely naked and screaming, I forgot how to get dressed. I don't know how to get dressed anymore for a good 20 minutes, making us all late and Mommy melting down. And to make up for this, I took them out for dinner this evening to try to just make everyone happy and get through our last night without Daddy here a little more easily. I realized, oh, we finished dinner. We've been in and out of the car what feels like a hundred times, and I fucking hate car seat buckles. I realized, shit, we still don't have milk. And then I realized McDonald's is across the street from the diner with a drive-thru. So I went through the drive-thru, and I said, two milks, please, and two milkshakes to continue to bribe my children to not be mad at me anymore, and paid for them, and came home, and there is milk for breakfast in the morning. Everyone is happy. There are no dishes in the sink, and Daddy's plane just landed, and that's my genius moment. That is so good. That is. I mean, sometimes, again, genius is born from failures. Adversity. Or adversity. It's cute. Maybe we'll change the titles of these segments. Adversity. Adversity. And genius moments. <laughs> uh, Good job. Good job. Really great job. Adversities, <laughs> Teresa. Fail me up. I need a good failing. Fail. 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 You suck. Um, so I have talked about a genius recently where I have a little cocktail while I'm <laughs> sitting and waiting for Simon to go to sleep. Uh, I, I've been waiting for this to come back around. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so last night I was in there and, um, I like had to change positions cause he decided he wanted me to rub his back. So I'm like, sorry, trying- mama's got her drink. <laughs> So I like changed positions and I I was like, well, I have to if I want to like reach my drink with the other hand, I have to have it on the floor instead sure. of like up on the bedside table. And so I'm like, should I put it on the floor? Like, I hope I don't kick it over. <laughs> I probably won't kick it over. I'll just remember that it's right there. Right. Um. So then like they all go to sleep. And of course, I go to get up. And of course, yeah. I kick it over. Yeah. And it's still like half full. And it was like lemonade with like gin or something <laughs> and but it was definitely and we've had like an ant invasion <gasps> recently so like i couldn't leave even yeah, yeah. like the slightest residue nope so of course like i spend like the next 10 minutes like tiptoeing because oscar's such a light sleeper yeah. oh my god so i was like tiptoeing in and out with like these piles of like paper towels and like the cleanser uh, and I'm spraying in the dark yeah like i can't really see how far under the oh sofa i went and i just like Oh my God! This is such an idiot. That's 
not that was not mommy's little helper. No, it wasn't. It was mommy's little stupid failure. Idiot. Failure. <laughs> <laughs> so we have all these National Geographics laying mm-hmm. around because you know, uh-huh. of course you do. Great setup. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, who would probably really like this is Katie Bell because it's just full of these beautiful pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like Mayan ruins. Yeah. Then there's puffins and then yeah. there's like oh, this is really... I used to love looking at I them did too I was it was little. great yeah. this was awesome so I and Katie Bell's way into science and okay. stuff so I show her hey Katie Bell this is a magazine called National Geographic take a look at the pictures we can read stuff to you that you're interested in but it's really great to look through well it the first one I show her besides having a whole bunch on mummies so we had to talk about mummies and death for a while mm. also had a whole story on war dogs the dogs oh who, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah. No, actually, no. The takeaway is not dogs okay. die in war. This did not lead into a, okay. she's fine with people dying. We've gone okay. through this. She's like, oh, what's, you know, that's where a dog got injured in the war. And this is, you know, that's okay. it. But for the most part, they're pretty uplifting. But then there's a picture of a guy without his legs, like with the robot legs, uh-huh. like the fake legs. And his dog is next to him. They're just hanging out back in America. And she's like, how did he lose his legs? And I'm like, oh, he lost them in war. We're going to talk a little bit more about war. Like, mm-hmm. what happens? What war? I'm like, so I'm reading the thing. I'm like, it's from the Afghanistan war. Why were we at war in Afghanistan? I look at Stefan, and he's like, go for it. I'm like, well, <laughs> there's the thing called September 11th. Look, I'm yeah. the first thing. And she's like, what happened in September? I'm like, it was like watching the first five minutes of right. Indiana Jones and suddenly having to explain Nazis to my five-year-old, which, right. ugh, which is like really hard to do. Yeah. Heaven, hell, death, no problem. Nazis and or September 11th or just why people go to war in general. Yeah. Uh, The big takeaway three days later is still, I want robot legs. You know, she thinks the legs are like super awesome. And in fact, they are. They are are pretty awesome. Uh, So again, I found myself in one of those stupid conversations. Okay. I just need to turn the television on more. (laughs) Well... This is a fail moment because I am having my daughter's birthday party tomorrow, Saturday, and I have decided to wait until Friday to shop for everything. And I'm scrolling around on Facebook, of course, procrastinating still. And then I see a friend's post saying it's tax-free weekend. I had no idea. So now I have to shop for everything during tax-free weekend when everybody will be out and I hate people, so <laughs> this is a fail for me. Bye. <laughs> There's nothing worse than uh, waiting to the last minute to do all your shopping right. for something big because it never works out. Yeah. Ever. Yeah, and the Ever. weekends in and of themselves are, like, the worst possible. And then you shop. throw in crazy town. Everybody is going to be out shopping like a crazy person. Yeah. It's really, you really did it. Then if you hate people, oh, then you're really fucked. Added bonus. <laughs> You are failing. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, little child. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. I love calling moms. Me too. Today, we are going to be calling uh, Mary Kobinger, who is the author of the book, Being a Good Ancestor, and wife of Gary Kobinger. That's right. The guy who is one of the lead scientists who developed ZMAP, which is the experimental treatment for Ebola. Welcome, Mary. 
Hi, thanks for having me. I just want to give people a little background. Uh, Mary and I went to college together, uh, one of my many exciting colleges experiences. <laughs> uh, and we reconnected through Facebook. And and then uh, I realized sort of what her husband does. And I really thought it might be a fascinating discussion to have with her on the show about what it's like uh, being married to and having kids with this guy who uh, one day seems just you. Hey, I'm a scientist. I'm just going to work and making some medicine and stuff. And then the next day is applying that medicine and that science to something that is incredibly life threatening. And 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 if and how relaxing that is. <laughs> how how relaxing that life is. But um, before we jump into this, I'd like to ask the question we ask all our guests, and that is, who lives in your house? It is me and Gary. Uh, we have two little boys, Sebastian and Johan, and we have a dog, two cats, and a hamster. <laughs> <laughs> and where do you? And where do you tell us? Tell us where you live. Uh, well, we're not far from Winnipeg, Manitoba. My husband works at the um, Level Four Lab in Winnipeg. Uh, but just last summer, we decided we wanted to try the country life, so we've moved just about an hour away. Um, out in the countryside. How old are your boys? Two and eight. Sebastian's my eight-year-old and Johan's a two-year-old. Why don't you set us up? Set us up with, tell us a little bit about what Gary does and, and a little history on like, hey, we're, this, again, this is what I kind of think life is going on to do. And then like, did you just like wake up one day and hear on the news, hey, I think you're doing something more serious than I thought you were doing? I mean, just give us a little background of of, uh, of of life up to the state? Uh, well, you know, Biz, um, UAB in Birmingham, Alabama, is yes. a big medical school. So there's a medical community. And Gary was working um, in Birmingham on SARS and just traveling back and forth. And um, a friend of mine told me she met my husband. And I'm like, <laughs> no, you didn't. And he in the way kidnapped him, kidnapped me. It was a blind date, not agreed upon. But it was love at first sight three <laughs> days later. My apartment was gone. I quit my job, and I was living in uh, Philadelphia. Oh, my God. Fast forward <laughs> 10 years, we moved. Uh, Gary got um, the job in Winnipeg, and that's really when he started delving into Ebola. He was a bit, you know, before that, but um, Winnipeg has the biosafety level four lab where they can really work with these horrible, highly pathogenic. I'm learning words from Gary. Really <laughs> deadly viruses. That just mean contagious? <laughs> That's really contagious, uh, right? Yeah, pathogenic means contagious or really dangerous. So okay. I, I learned that. Like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so he really got into uh, Ebola when we when we moved here. And about six years ago, Sebastian was two. He went on his first outbreak, and that was panic central because I didn't know anything about anything, and I didn't understand. You know, they they are very, very well-trained. They they know what they're doing. He works with Ebola every single day. So I'm not worried about the virus when he goes. Um, and now fast forward, you know, further on, he's done these outbreak responses several times. So I've, I'm I'm really calm about him being out in the field. I, I totally trust him. I know he knows what he's doing and knows how to stay safe. And he's super vigilant at home about safety. So I know that he's going to be super vigilant out in the field. Um, yeah, and so, and he's always, he does talk to me about his work, but again, it's like, it's like, uh, you know, he's talking to me as if I'm another scientist, and he's like, the monoclonal antibodies tend to the six, and then we have this pathogenic transfer of the vector, the virus, and I'm like, 
Yes, I wonder if I have enough milk for coffee tomorrow. Don't get it at all. So, so not a shared passion per se. That's <laughs> exactly. I'm like, oh shit, there's something that stinks. Do we need to change a diaper? And it's going on and on. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, but it's funny because I knew he was doing something big, and he kept telling me, "Oh, this monoclonal antibody. I, I'm on the verge of." Actually, no, he's more, he's French. He's like, "I'm on the verge of something bigger. It's a monoclonal antibody, and it's going to work." And uh, and then one day I got it. Like I was, just, but it took a journalist on the radio interviewing him for me to understand what he was doing. And then, then the exciting, you know, I mean, as, as tragic as it is, he essentially this VMAP worked for the, you know, Dr. Kent Bransley and Nancy Ripple. They were treated with that. And oh, that, that this is the thing that they were treated with. The people that they brought back to Atlanta, right? They right. were treated with with this treatment that Gary's been working on. Exactly, exactly. And so being on the front line of that and hearing him talk to, you know, the doctors without, what well, wasn't Doctors Without Borders, it was us, Americans First Physicians, and then hearing, you know, the, the updates from Emerson. And I just remember when Gary, like, hung up the phone and he was like, Kent Brantley just took a shower. And it was a horrible, wow. it, was a, it was just such a horrible virus. And he was on death's door. And then, like, within the day, he took a shower. And, and just, you know, as confused as I am with Gary. What put it into perspective for me was when I realized that this man has children like me, and because I have, you know, I get it now. My husband has been working billions of hours on this vac- on this treatment, and now this man got to go home and see his children again. My husband gave him his life back. I mean, not, you know, my husband and several others, but... Of course, it was my husband that did it, right? Right, right. Although, you're just totally Gary. It's totally your husband. It's totally him. Actually, you. you know what? It was totally and, me. Yeah, well, actually, yeah. By default, <laughs> you gave them their you life back. This. this is you. This is all you. <laughs> yeah, so that's what it came into perspective for me. And I'm like, okay, you know what? You can work hard. I get it. I'm going to... I'm going to quit asking you to come home early so I can get on the iPad and play Bakery. Oh, my God. I got to tell you. Yeah. Like, I mean, so much responsibility, uh, though. I know. I'm like, yeah. I mean, to have that moment. We, we, like my some, husband is needed elsewhere. The world needed. needs my husband. <laughs> the world like, quite literally <laughs> needs my husband. Like, yes. And it's true. And it's very true. So yeah. how do you bug okay, All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> we've, we've gotten past the world needs my husband. Yeah. Okay. You sound really healthy about the whole thing. But I know I know that for me, like with two kids and Stefan traveling at times, and there's already the fear of Stefan just traveling. Or when anybody that I love travels, I always have the fear of just like, ah, I want everybody to be safe all the time. Um, and when he's gone for like a week, two weeks, it just it's hard work being the one who's home. Uh, with the kids for whatever reason, working, not working, whatever your situation is, is there, how are you coping with that? Because you're also in Canada, which is great for a couple of months where you live, but I've seen the pictures. They're like snow caves. You're making snow caves in your backyard. I mean, like... And you're living in them. And you're living in them. Yeah, yeah, and it's cold, and and you don't have fire. But, uh, oh, Lord, I know. No, I mean, like, how are you coping? How are you coping? It's so funny you ask that. I, I had a bit of a meltdown over the weekend because he's been, I haven't really had much time with Gary in about six months. We were um, taking a vacation in March. We were actually back in Alabama and he had to leave early because of all this. And it's just been, you know, when he's here, he's 
working. He's on his phone. He's trying to, and, and it's called the acetate. Like, I can't just say, no, you can't take that because right. it's important. So I have to just bite my tongue and be, I, 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 and my mantra is, you know what? I'm healthy and my kids are healthy. And he's told me horror stories, horror stories in the field of moms and their children in the ward dying together. And so, you know what? I just tell myself that, that puts it into perspective. And I draw from that. And I'm, I'm just very thankful for my own health and that for modern medicine and that I'm in the Western world and I have access to what I need when I need it. But I got to tell you, sometimes I get tired of telling myself that. And I'm like, sure. I, and this weekend was a good example because he, he was in Geneva and then today he's in D.C. And then he comes home and sleeps in our bed and then tomorrow he's off to Africa again. And that's just the way it's been. And I kind of lost it this weekend. And we had this bookcase that was too big to get out of our house. And it was an eyesore. Mm-hmm. Gary hated it. I hated it. And when I got a phone with him and he told me he was going back to Africa, I got my hammer out and I got my boots on. And you know what? There's nothing as therapeutic as busting up ugly furniture. I wish I had a whole bunch more ugly furniture to bust up. I took it to pieces and I took piece by piece out of the door and I hammered it and I kicked it and I felt better. I'm telling you what, that's Sometimes when, you know, your your personal mantras don't work, get a hammer and bust it <laughs> That's genius. <laughs> that, that is genius. That is, that's a new one, too. I don't that's, feel I, like that's, we've heard that on the show before. That, but that <laughs> seems pretty per- – I'm like, yeah. what can I go home and break yeah. right now? Yeah. The least good thing. Yeah. We got plenty of stuff. Instead, of, instead of trying to sell this crap on – you know, yeah. Craigslist. Yeah. I need to go out with a hammer and distress. Yeah, yeah, my mental state. Yeah. Well, how are the how are do the do the kids? Does your older son does he have a, a grasp on what his dad's doing? He does. He does because we we're very open about it. We talk yeah. about it at our dinner table, and you know we if our it, lately if our time is with Gary, we're listening to him talk about Ebola to journalists <laughs> or to his, to his colleagues. And it's so funny. We had a visitor, a little play visitor over um, with Sebastian the other day, and he's talking about his dad. Da, da, da. And the boy, my, the things that come out of kids' mouths, it shows how they listen. He tells his friend, he says, yeah, they just need about 100 of ML of the ZMAC monoclonal antibody drip every hour for about three hours. And on day three, you should be wow. stressing. <laughs> wow. You know that? You've been listening and memorizing what your dad's saying. And uh, so he gets it, and he is so so proud to say that he is Sebastian Kobinger. Kobinger, I'm Sebastian Kobinger, and my dad. And you know that that there's been a lot of struggle with that through the years for me as a mom. I'm like, I'm a very hands-on parent, and Gary, because of his career, can't be a hands-on parent. And I always worried that my kids were missing something, but now, no, they're not. They they haven't had that, you know, football, baseball in the yard. But they've got somebody. They've got my my son calls him a superhero, and they've got that to to look up to. The two year old is still, you know, like daddy, daddy, daddy. But the older one is so proud of his dad, and it's uh, it's it's been it's been good. We all needed we all needed this uh, understanding of what he's really doing. Do you ever have to just like get yourself? And do you still? I mean, you say you know I trust Gary. We you know we we've gone over safety precautions and all these things. But do you ever just have that moment when he gets on the plane and he leaves? You're just like, I really just hope he stays safe. I mean, like how do you prepare? I mean, he is literally interacting daily with something really dangerous, a life threatening illness. How are you dealing with that? It's hard, and it's day by day. I just I just have to go day by day. But I tell you what, this, this one of the things that really worries me and. It's not the virus, but when he's in the field, 
I worry about the misunderstanding of the mm-hmm. local population and what his role is. Because he's been chased with machete. <laughs> People right. see him as coming in, and he does diagnostic and then sampling. So he comes in and he helps try to control the virus by diagnosing and understanding who's infected and who's not. And the local population sees a you know white guy in a white suit coming in and just testing, drawing your blood, testing them, and saying, "You go into this tent, you go. You go home, you go to this tent." And they don't understand. I think I can't speak for them, but what I I'm afraid they don't understand that it's not him making, it's not his personal choice, it's right. science. And, uh, and yeah, so he's got stories of villagers coming after him because they think that he has decided the fate of their family member, their loved one, to go into that tent. That and that is intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where I get a little bit more like, oh, just... But you know what, again, you know, they, they train them too, of, you know, safety, personal safety in the field. Like, he's not going to go walking around by himself. Right. You know, he's, he's always in safe, you know, as safe as can be um, situation. So well, I, I, I just have to keep telling myself he's as safe as he can be. Well, that's yeah. right. No, and he yeah. is. And, and we all are. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. 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 But, yeah, yeah. Let's get real. We all are. We're probably, he's probably safer than uh, uh, a lot of us who <laughs> darn looking even left and right. I mean, I live in New York. I see people just walking into the street. Yep. People just walk into the street in New York City without ever looking. But let's, well, now let's talk about you for real, for real. I mean, it's great that, you know, your husband is potentially saving mankind and everything, but you wrote a book. Uh, and, yeah, but, and, it's a, and it's a very good book. It's very important. It's called um, Being a Good Ancestor. Tell us a little bit about the book and, and uh, what led you to write it. Well, um... Uh, I guess for me, it was, it started out for, um, my first foray into being a stay at home mom is our move to the countryside. And, um, I thought, well, you know what? I, I'm not bringing in an income, so let me see how I can save money. And I started, you know, started at Christmas making Christmas presents. And I realized how easy it is to make so many of the things that I use and that I mm-hmm. buy and I spend tons of money on. And not only was it easy, but it was cheaper. But most surprisingly is it was better. It was mm. better. Like in Canada, where we live, especially because we're in the prairies, it's very, very dry. Every year my hands are just, just gnarly messes of dryness <laughs> and pain and, and frostbite and blah, blah, blah. So I, I discovered um, beeswax through a neighbor of mine. And you just melt it down, add a little olive oil, and you've got the best. Wow. Best hand cream, best lip balm, best. I even put it on my kid's face when we're going to be outside and minus mm. flipping. And yes. it acts as a shield and it protects them against um, frostbite. I'm thinking, well, that was easy and it cost 15 cents. <laughs> so I'm going to keep making that. It just kind of snowballed into all of the wow. wonderful, easy ways. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not producing a ton of waste. And my garbage is down to one grocery, like one Safeway or, you know, any plastic super bag, superstore bag a week, and Whoa! I'm barely recycling anything either. I have no packaging waste, and I'm just, I'm like, I need to write this down. And then it started just with notes, and then it became a book, and then I'm like, I like this book. Hey, <laughs> I think I'll see what I can do with it. <laughs> and that's how it was. It wasn't anything, like, I'm no author, I'm no, you know, famed writer. It just works for me, and I didn't want to keep it to myself, so... Well, that's I, I, inspiring. Yeah, I was gonna say all all biz sarcasm aside, yeah. uh, that is very important. That's very important what you're doing, yeah. and, and it's something that I think all of us. I mean, like Pinterest is 
created just for the fact that all of us clearly want to be trying to do stuff better and to succeed yeah. at that and to put it all in one place is really great. So we're going to link everybody up to that. And Ma Mary, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and talking about this because I know it's not, I'm sure it's not always the most fun thing to talk about. Um, but with the exception of being crazy proud of your husband. Um, but we just really appreciate it. It's really insightful and interesting. And you are doing a really great job. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. It's nice, it's nice to hear that because sometimes I have a big question mark. <laughs> you're definitely doing no, a you're definitely really good doing, job. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, well, thank you so much. And uh, really best to you and the kids and to Gary. And we'll just kind of keep an eye on you via Gary's exploits. So, well, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> absolutely. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. send a message. Pick up the I listen to Bullseye because each interview makes me really care about who the person is and what they're doing. I have never heard an interviewer so genuinely thanked by each and every one of his subjects. Jesse does a fantastic job of really bringing people out and making them feel comfortable. You can really just feel a kinship. His interview with Vince Staples made me cry. Bullseye, your guide to what's good from MaximumFun.org and NPR. Wow. Whoa. So many wows. I know. About that conversation. God, she sounds healthy. I know. Right? Yeah. She sounds great. Yeah, she's she's really cool. Yeah, isn't she cool? Yeah. Yeah, she is, what's our new word? Inspiring. She's totally inspiring. She's totally inspiring. And you know what? I get super bent out of shape about dumb shit. Oh, totally. And I'm like. We all do. I yeah, mean, I mean not... which is not like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to beat myself up for it. Yeah. But I am going to let her inspire me. Yeah. To try and zen out a little yes, bit more about it. Totally. And just keep things in perspective. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. But also, I just want to say, good job to you, college biz, becoming friends with her. I know. What right? is, well, so, so this is why I was like, what? You met at UAB? Because yeah. UAB, the University of Alabama at Birmingham, is like one of the best medical universities in the country. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mary and I were there getting theater degrees. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, oh. Yeah. Like, I got a, I got yeah. a theater degree from a medical university. <laughs> and here I sit, guys, living the dream yeah. this very minute. But it was all worth it. It was all worth it. Because you now know this person, Mary, who's really inspiring. She's so inspiring. Yes. And the book. Yeah, the book oh, is great. I know. Down to one bag. One bag. I dare myself to try and do this. Should I dare we it. try a challenge? I think we should. <gasps> We've never challenged each other. No. But Let's I'm scared to because I feel like even if I do a good job, the rest of my family will know, fuck yeah, it up. That's the problem. It's the rest of my family. My nine month old is a waste time. Yes. Gosh, he is just making waste it's every all ten him. minutes. <laughs> all right. All right. I will think let's think of a good I like the idea of us challenging each other. I do too. Let's think of a good challenge. Yeah. And we'll come back next week and challenge each other. Okay. And maybe we'll send the challenge out. To all yeah. our listeners, too. Yeah. Um, but, wow, that, I just thought that was awesome. Yeah, totally. I thought that was awesome. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Let's listen to somebody have a breakdown. Great. <laughs> uh, my name's Jill. I live in Toronto. I have a 14-month-old. 
Um, so we're out of the horrible newborn phase. <laughs> um, he, I only have the one kid. Um, but when I was in that horrible newborn phase and having trouble breastfeeding and sleep deprived and feeling the most desperate I've ever felt in my entire life, I would explain this to friends, and the thing they would say to me was, this too shall pass. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's a shit thing to say to a new <laughs> sleep-deprived mother. Because when you're at that stage, all you can think is, when? When will it pass? I don't understand why this is taking so long and why I feel so awful. So that's my rant, <laughs> that I think that if you were talking to a new mother, don't say that phrase because it's the worst thing you could say. <laughs> what you need to do is say, oh, man, that sucks, and give the person a big hug. Take their baby so they can have a shower or just have a break or something like that because this too shall pass is the most dismissive asshole thing you can say, even if you don't mean it that way. It's just don't, don't say it. It's the worst. Anyway, love the show. Love to all the moms out there, and take care. Bye. Yeah. Oh, hang in there. It is I'm hard. I'm down for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm down for that. I'm down for the, like, even if said in the most genuine of yeah. ways of, like, you know what? You're going to get through this. Yeah. This will pass. This will be something different. Yeah. When you are, when your brain yeah. is where it is, yeah. I don't know, for me, all the time, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what phase I'm in, yeah. it is hard to hear that because all it you're is. hearing is, whatever. And I think there's something about, like, it's, it is good to know that it's going to end, but, like, right. obviously we all know it's going to end. <laughs> Everything will come to an end yeah. one day. <laughs> and, like, yeah, we all know that. It, what we're saying is that it's hard right now. Yes. This is relentlessly hard right now. I want your this pity is the problem and now. Now. Yeah. We're I, not talking about, oh, good, it will, oh, really? It's not going to stay this way for the rest of my fucking life? Thank God. Because I'd be fucking dead, <laughs> you know? But, no, like. you want the. Baby, I'm yeah. so sorry. Can I get you a magazine? What yeah. would I get you? Would you like me to go run an errand for you? Yeah. Can I pick up Subway on the way over? Yeah. Like, what can I do for you, yeah. poor baby? Yeah. That is what you want. Yeah. We want help you... now. Help now. <laughs> Teresa. Yeah. This is a great show. Yeah. I enjoyed great. this. Yeah. Uh, what did we learn? Memories fleeting. <laughs> <laughs> Probably meant to be that way. Probably. probably. <laughs> and thanks to my memories, though, uh, remembering the good stuff, I don't dwell on the bad stuff. Yeah. Good Lord, if I open up some of those old journals or old photos, I mean, yeah. I've gone back and come across Ooh. an old photo or two from my 20s. Yeah. From my days with Mary back at, back at the UAB uh, in Birmingham. Oh, it's then, hard to, it's hard. I can imagine you in those scenarios, but it's hard to imagine no, Mary, Mary a doing it. Mary has always been a total fucking delight. She has been. She is delightful. Uh, maybe, maybe just, just for fun. You know what's sense. fun? Maybe for fun, I'll see if I can go find one of the old pictures of Mary and I and like a Shakespeare production at yes, the University of Alabama. Everybody's There's dying There's a challenge for, this. for you. Please, Ugh. please find it. And, and then immediately challenge myself to find Find 10 things to get rid of. Yeah. That being probably that of round them. of photos. Yeah. We've learned to keep things in perspective, especially when it comes to uh, what is hard in life. I think the bigger takeaway, uh, really, if we want to get down to it, is uh, Mary is amazing and her husband is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. And we should all let that be perspective enough for us. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes sometimes it's good to remember that people are doing an even better job than we are. Yeah. 
It's really like I said, that's the inspiration yeah. thing. It's like yeah. you have to have something to strive for. Yeah, I would like to strive to be more patient and if not, have some furniture that I can break the shit out of yeah. in my house. Yes. That's such a genius. That's really, really the greatest takeaway Yeah, is sometimes don't try and sell that furniture. Beat the hell out of that furniture. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I think we learned is, again, it falls into the keeping it in perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we're having a tough time, just let's just celebrate our friends having a tough time and offer some help. Yeah. Let's don't try and, like, necessarily make the tough time better by telling people that it's going to pass. I mean, I'm sure we could tell. I'm sure Mary's heard it all the time. This will yeah. pass. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. This sucks right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay for things to suck right now. Yeah. That's the big takeaway. Yep. It's okay for things to suck right now. That's a really, really nice. Let's just embrace it. You like that? Let's embrace it. Um, (laughs) Let's be inspired. Mm -hmm. Teresa? Yes. You are doing a great job. Thank you. So are you. Thank you. And I am going to allow us to both be super inspired by Mary today. Great. And uh, and just say to her once again, you are doing a great job. Everybody else out there, you are also doing a great job. Yeah, you are. And we are inspired by you daily. Totally. You guys are great. Everybody keep nailing it. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.